0: but she forgave him after he helped her to shape Orion's picture in the stars. And he still hangs there in the winter heavens, his jewelled belt glittering next to his sword, the greatest hunter of them all, never to be forgotten till the world ends and the stars fall down from the sky. (music) The Hunter had escorted Atticus and Melissa as far as the boat for the Greek mainland, but his dogs had made them both nervous, and even Melissa was glad to be afloat again. Atticus hummed to himself as the old lady beside him rummaged in a bag and offered him a dried fig. Atticus thanked her. He was very hungry. He had been living on bread and olives for much too long, and what he really fancied was one of Trivia's feasts with jars of good Cretan wine. Perhaps if he told her a story about a feast, he'd stop thinking about it. Do you know the story of Tantalus? he asked the old lady. The old lady nodded. I like a good story, she said, but speak up, I'm a bit deaf. The Terrible Feast Once every month, Zeus's son, Tantalus, went up to Olympus to feast with his father and the other gods. How magnificent, he thought every time he went to the golden banqueting hall. How delicious, he thought, every time he tasted a new and amazing dish. One day, Tantalus decided to have his own feast. I shall invite all the gods, and it will be the best feast ever given on the earth, he said. He sat down at a big table and began to plan. He ordered flowers and garlands. He ordered golden plates and cups set with precious stones. He ordered linen cloths for the tables and velvet cushions for the floor. He ordered dancing girls and flute players and the best singers in Asia Minor to entertain his guests. But what shall I give them to eat? He asked himself, scratching his head. The main course must be something they have never eaten before, and it must be the most precious food in the whole world. Tantalus thought and thought, but nothing seemed good enough for the gods to eat. Then he had an idea. It was a terrible idea. My son Pelops is the most precious thing I have. If I kill him and cut him up and make him into a stew, then the gods will be honoured, and they certainly won't have eaten that before. So Tantalus killed Pelops and cut him up and stewed him with herbs and wine in a cauldron. The gods were all talking and laughing and spitting olive stones at each other when the trumpets blew to announce the main dish. Smells good, said Zeus, sniffing. What is it, Tantalus? But Tantalus wouldn't say. Guess, he grinned. Zeus took a bite. Athene took a bite. Apollo took a bite, all the gods took a bite, but after one chew, they spat their mouthfuls out onto their plates. Tantalus, Tantalus, they all shouted angrily, you shall be punished. You have made us eat your own son. And Zeus bound Tantalus in chains and whisked him down to the underworld at once. He created a magical pool of water and threw Tantalus into it up to his neck. Then he ordered a magical tree to grow right over Tantalus's head, with ripe fruits dangling from it. The water will always be just out of reach of your lips, and the fruit out of reach of your hands, said Zeus. You shall never eat or drink again till the end of time. Then Zeus went back to Tantalus's palace and brought Pelops back to life. All the bits of him were still in the cauldron or on the plates, except for one shoulder blade, which had been eaten by a dog. Zeus gave Pelops an ivory shoulder blade instead, and all the other gods gave him wonderful gifts to make up for what had happened to him. The best present of all was a team of magic horses that ran like the wind. Poor Pelops recovered quite well from his dreadful ordeal and lived a long and happy life. But Tantalus is still in the underworld, and he hasn't eaten or drunk a single thing.